Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Blokeology, evidence-based health, fitness and lifestyle. I'm Dr Ewan Lawson and in today's episode, John Richmond and I conduct the post-mortem, the post-race analysis of our recent trail run uh, in the southern uh, southern Lakeland area um, and suffice to say it wasn't quite 18k in the end because they had to put on an, they had to put on an emergency course it was very muddy very wet but uh, we still had a lot of fun uh, and we talk a little bit more about that um, welcome back I've had a couple of weeks hiatus after um, uh, some slight dental problems which I really am not going to go into maybe I should interview a dentist at some point in the future and I will divulge all then but um, I haven't enjoyed speaking or um, eating very much in the past few weeks but I'm glad to say things are getting back to normal Um, I have written a couple of blog posts over at blokeology.io all about uh, digital minimalism recently uh, giving up social media and then particularly on uh, giving up Facebook and my happy Facebook deletion day. I just went past my 30-day point, which is the point at which uh, there is uh, it's irrevocable. I can't go back to Facebook. They should be deleting my data and I can't recover my account. And I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, anyway, my thoughts over there at the website if you wish to check that out. Uh, in the meantime, if you do wish to support the podcast... I'm not on social media, but that doesn't stop you pointing other people in our direction if you wish as well. By all means, do that through social media if you're still using it yourself. But even better, tell people in conversations, you know, just in your coffee break at work. If you think it's something that might be interesting interesting to them, I'd be absolutely thrilled if you could share it. Um, the other way is, of course, you can sign up for the email list and um, what I call Journal of Blokeology. And every two weeks, I try to send out a fairly short email with some helpful advice, evidence-based advice and tips as well. So uh, we've got lots more interviews coming up in the next few weeks um, and I've been busy recording them since I've been feeling a little bit better. Uh, looking forward to uh, speaking to putting out these episodes for uh, John Adams who's a stay-at-home dad and he's at dadblogukcom and we get a chance to talk about fatherhood uh, and the pressures for um, a chap taking on those sort of roles. Um, I was also chatting to Judy Chu in California so the through the wonders of technology and Skype she's actually based in San Francisco I think and um, we were able to talk about research, about boys, socialization, development, relationships, and all those sort of issues around masculinity. So that was um, that was really fun and very interesting. Uh, and just this week, I've been chatting to Jeff McCarthy. And Jeff runs the um, really fantastic runeatrepeat.co.uk blog. And um, he was actually interviewed back in episode seven of the podcast, right at the beginning. And we talked a lot about running and um, eating uh, and ultras and other sorts of bits and pieces. This time we got him back on because he'd had a he's had a lot of battles with Lyme disease and chronic illness over the past few years. And we really talked about that. And Jeff talked very emotionally and very movingly about his mental health. So, um, so watch out for that one. It's coming up very soon. So in the meantime, let's get back to myself and John having a little bit of a debrief after our mud fest in Cartmel last week. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the mud fest that was the Cartmel 18K. And it definitely didn't quite go according, perhaps according to plan, according to the weather. Um, it, so I'll, let me give you a, let me give a little bit of background. So the Storm Gareth arrived, which is in many ways quite sinister because it's a name of such normality. 
that Gareth seems so kind of inappropriate. But it, there was high winds, there was rain, and it had been raining quite a lot in Cumbria anyway. So it was pretty damn muddy. What were your feelings in the run-up, in the days running up, John, to the few days before? Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I, I, I don't think I... I I never thought of not going, but but I did think the reason I'm not going is because I've committed to Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I could maybe, you know, not bother. Yeah, I think if I'd been going on my own, I'm not sure I'd have quite made the effort. So there's definitely some social, there was some social pressure there, wasn't there? There was. Yeah. So, um, we, I, I mean, the big thing I was wondering about was whether the event would be on just because of the just the sheer unpleasantness of the weather and i mean we don't obviously we're not like strangers to rain in cumbria and north lancashire so but it was and it wasn't really flooding particularly either though locally no no it was just consistent rain but i actually thought apart from it just being quite cold at the start um it was all right in the end yeah yeah i think so yeah absolutely i think i think that's often often a thing i often think about um, when I go I go cycling on a Sunday morning and I'll think, oh God, the weather's not that really that great. And then you go out and actually it was all right. Uh, yeah, it's often like that, isn't it? That you just, you know, and I've had that experience over the years, like climbing as well, when we used to get up in the middle of the night to go ice climbing. And, um, well, it wasn't quite the middle of the night, but the early hour, long time before dawn, and you'd get to the car park wherever you were going. And it'd be like somewhere like, Glenmuck uh, up in Loch Nagar, and the car would be getting buffeted by the wind. <laughs> it's like these sub-zero temperatures outside, but it was always worse sitting in the car than it was the actual reality of being out there. Yeah, always the case, and it's the same even if you're just going for a little run. Yeah. It's just kind of a lesson learned over time that when you're out, it's really as bad as the the kind of the how you, how you what you're experiencing between your ears in terms of how you think it's going to be. Yeah, and when you're running, you're always I mean, it was it was difficult um, in terms of keeping your speed up, but as long as you can keep some sort of speed up, you're going to be warm enough. Yeah. Um, one of the problems, that I guess one of the big things, and it's like something that happens a lot, and I didn't really give too much thought to before the event, was just how the hell you stay warm before the event. Mm. Um, and it was bad for that, wasn't it? It was. Very quickly got wind chilled, just, just standing in the couple of minutes waiting for the start. Yeah. Yeah, because we were kind of like hiding from, you know, even I was lingering in the port just to avoid stepping out to the wind, which is like, you know, worst case scenario. When you're lingering in a port you really know that you're, you're hiding from the weather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was really cold at the beginning. Like really cold. Mm. Um, I, when we first started running off, I was half expecting something just to go ping because mm. of that yeah, kind yeah. of setting mm. off when things are so cold. But we started off pretty gentle, didn't we? We did. And um, I, I was really confused because the, the run was shortened, of course. So it was 18K. Mm. It was what was we were all preparing for. And when they swapped it to 10K, I just didn't know what to do. Because <laughs> I've never done a fell race before, so I didn't really know what to expect. I was wearing shoes that were, although not new, were hadn't been out in this sort of condition before. So I didn't know how they would fare. And... Um, and I, and I didn't know how long it was going to take me because, you know, it's a fell run. So, yeah, I don't know. How, you know, I know it's 10K, but I know what it takes me on the flat on 10K, but I didn't know how long that was going to take. Yeah. So, yeah, so there was lots of doubt that just made me think, right, OK, 
Uh, I'm just going to stick with the plan that I had already. I didn't even think that. I just kind of thought I'm just going to go slow enough to be able to get up the hill quite without getting completely out of breath. Yeah, because there was quite a hit. There was a fair old climb at the start, wasn't there? But it was mentally a bit weird, wasn't it? Because it's funny how a tiny little thing like that just throws you out a little bit because, mm. you know, it was 18K and I'd very much had in my head about how slow I had to go at the beginning and really had to be really careful not to overcook it. And then it was a 10K. I was like, well, it's probably going to be about an hour-ish. Mm. And I'm not really sure that completely changes what I carry, what I wear, how fast I go. It was yeah. slightly, it was slightly weird, wasn't it? It was a bit, it, dis- was. it was a bit disorientating. Yeah, and that, it goes to show that the preparation for the race does make a big difference because yeah. because when the preparation is completely thrown out the window, you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, you obviously, you, you don't. I mean, and we're not like you know elite athletes planning to the nth degree, but it just mm. goes to show how much time you do spend thinking about what you're going to do and perhaps how quickly you might go at certain points or what it's going to mm. feel like. And then you're just like, oh, I've now got no clue how this race is going to go, uh, <laughs> what, what I'm going to experience. Mm. Um, it was, in terms of the race itself, it was just monstrously wet. Mm. And really slippy in places. So I had imagined, I was imagining as I was going that I was going to slip, <laughs> lose balance completely and land really badly on some sticking out rock. <laughs> yeah. um, how were the, how were the, the um, hookers? They were fine, yeah. So uh, uh, I did slip about, but I think everyone was slipping about, so I don't think it was confined to, to yeah. me. And um, I thought they were going to start rubbing at the start, but, um, but, you know, they just that seemed to wear off and go away. I put some Vaseline on my feet to try and counteract that, but, um, yeah, no problem at all. Yeah. Cool. The um, I was in. I wasn't in my. I, I wasn't in my Gore-Tex shoes. Obviously, I was so wet. They'd have just filled up that little bucket, and I'd have been carrying around half a pint of water in each shoe if yeah. I had. So I wore my uh, Innovates, and they were. They've got like a really aggressive grip. But there was, uh, yeah. You just when it was like it, there were like fields of slurry mm-hmm. at points where it was just you know you were just wading through ankle deep mud with no apparent islands even of grass to no. leap onto. And uh, you're going to slip whatever you do then, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then there was the other thing that was favourable that I thought was that there was quite a lot of the uphill um, in, in when it was actually on a fell, you know, because there was sort of stuff through trees, there was a bit of road, uh, but we were actually on an exposed fell, and it felt like the the wind was blowing us up the hill. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, and I think it was a southwesterly when we had it behind us. It was really, yeah. you know, you got to try and make yourself big, haven't you? You yeah. know, just try and catch as much as make catch as much of the wind as possible. And I think a lot of people had the problem that we all overdress slightly at the start, possibly. Um, and I know that Alex was with us certainly had that problem. Yeah, he was really hot, wasn't he? Yeah, he had a big jacket on. And yeah, it, I was all right actually. I didn't. Um, didn't. I, I, the only reason I had to undo at the end, which was really put me off, because I was at the end about a kilometre from the end I was at the back of our group running so about a kilometre from the end I saw you know 300-400 metres in front of me was um, was Scott and I thought right okay (laughs) I've obviously caught him up so I'm going to have to I'm going to have to try and get past him yeah and uh, but at that point I was thinking well we could be near the end pretty soon and, and they've got to be able to see your number so then I had to take my jacket off not off, but undo it so you could see the number. And then it was flapping about and really put me off because I was, I was, 
at the absolute maximum of VO2, you know, yeah. so even, even it just sort of leading, blowing and maybe coming off my shoulder was really irritating. <laughs> <laughs> like working so hard. <laughs> it was quite a run in actually, that final bit. And I, I really know, I mean, it was interesting that I, I really, I could, by the time it was about 55 minutes an hour or something, but I actually at 40 minutes and my legs were really done. Actually, yeah. I was really quite cooked. And I think it was just like running through mud. It was so much more exhausting than just even on the fells normally where your your leg movements are relatively predictable. It was it was just substantially more draining. Yeah, and you were having to, there was quite quite a lot where you were having to do fairly high knees, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, so that's <laughs> just much harder work so um i also oh wait we're on the end and we were very lucky because you've got a vw van so that made a huge difference beforehand so i have to say personal thank you for letting me get in with my muddy shoes (laughs) i was really i was tired at the point when you asked me (laughs) these shoes and i went well not really (laughs) i'm in now (laughs) no 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 because i was a bit like oh the van will be in a right state like four muddy blokes after a day like that and that kind of mud (laughs) you'll be be a right but, so we have to offer a thanks. It made a huge difference beforehand. Able to sit yeah, in, and it's got the heater in there, which is just yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah, and we played cards for an hour, so it was yeah. great. And what's one of the things I remember from the days learning how to play blackjack. Yeah, <laughs> so I kind of really, it was a really nice. It was a nice bit of the day actually, getting to spend time. And actually, it was it meant that because it was, I mean, March you're always going to take a chance with the weather in yeah. England. It just meant that we actually were able to sit around and be a little bit more comfort comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was, good, it was good fun. Oh, yeah. It was a good day. Yeah, it was. It was, it was grand, and um, it was a it was a shame we didn't get to do the eighteen k. But you know, the the weather made it more memorable in the end, anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. What? Um, how did you feel after? What have you been like for the last few days? So, yeah, so I've had a little bit of um, ache in my left buttock. <laughs> uh, so I think I, I don't know if it is, but I was I, I think it's piriformis because when I do a piriformis stretch, it eases off. So it must. I'm, but I've had people cast doubt on my diagnosis of myself. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I, I haven't. I've had that pain a lot in the past, and I've been fairly free of it. But I've had it this week. But I had I did the run on Saturday, and then I did I did three days of um, indoor cycle training. Mm. You know, so you know, I think that probably exacerbated it as well. So I can't, I'm not sure whether it's the run or a mixture of the run and the cycling or just the cycling. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I, I did, felt okay. I felt okay. Yeah, I've I've been weirdly absolutely shattered this week, mm. and I'm wondering. I'm not sure if it's the race. I did a bit of. I did a. I went for. I did some weights on the Sunday actually. Very light weights. Kept it quite easy, mm. and compared to what my normals would be, and um, went for a little run. But I was hilariously knackered. I mean, just because I had to take the dog out really, so I went up the fell. But um, I was hilariously incapable um, on the fell, and I couldn't raise a run on sections I would normally run quite comfortably. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to have to walk. I'm absolutely, mm. I'm absolutely done. Um, and then I've been, I'm wondering if that's what's really triggered me the last few days that actually I shouldn't have done anything on the Sunday because I have been really tired. But then mm. my, my oldest girl has got a bug of some variety. Yeah. And, and sometimes when I got viruses around, I just get like this. I just like, I just feel absolutely knackered, but mm. I don't know. It's difficult to tell. It's the kind of thing that a bit of, it is, you know, an hour's run shouldn't be enough to leave me like chin strap for days. Well, I mean, you run, you run it five minutes faster than I did. And that's a significant difference. I yeah. Think. yeah. So, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have done it 
Huh. Well, I could, I could have. Well, I don't know whether I could have done it faster, but you know, I was, <laughs> I, I was, I, I took it fairly easy the first half, and then yeah. sped up in the second half, and that second half was really hard. Um, but I wouldn't have been able to go as hard as that if I'd gone fast in the first half. So yeah, yeah it yeah. was you know five minutes of high knees, hard running. Yeah, yeah, it might yeah. be enough. It's like an intense session. It might be enough to leave you feeling really knackered for a few days. I was mm-hmm. I, I was really exhausted yesterday, but I'd managed to drag myself out for a thirty minute jog um, at lunchtime yesterday, and I kind of because I was just like, I'm, I, if I don't, I'm just going to lie down in the corner of my office and go to sleep. It's either I either go for a little run or I just curl up and have a snooze because it's got to be one of the two. I'm not going to achieve anything, and um, mm-hmm. I actually felt a little bit better after that. And I maybe just needed to, it's a good example of how. It's, God, it's so hard. Running's like that sometimes, isn't it? Or exercise that, that just that whole you don't want to go, you don't want to go. But actually, when you something, <laughs> it's just like. But experience tells you that often, if you do get out, you just feel that much better when you've done it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I've perked up a little bit since then. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. I'm gonna. Um. It'd be. Uh, how do you get? Do you notice it like big cycles and things like that? That you're just kind of the, the days afterwards. You're just fatigued. Yeah, I do. Uh, I I do notice it much more in cycling because I'm. I'm the who I go so every Sunday actually yeah <laughs> I feel fatigued for day. well certainly on the day by three or four o'clock I'm just yeah and you know find it very difficult to do anything yeah. and that's only two hours but it's two hours of cycling which is just a bit beyond how fast I want to go because I go with someone who's always out front and i'm always having to catch him up <laughs> yeah that is tough the um, i have noticed that when i've done intense running sessions or other things in the past i often i do notice on the day i'm noticeably more knackered that- well i did i did um the the time in a, there's two times well one time i really noticed that was um i did uh, a sportive that was the first sportive i've done so i'd only ever done six, 40 kilometers at most before then because i was doing all triathlon training and um, I did this pendle pedal, which was a 60 miler. And I thought, well, yeah, I could do a 60 miles. <laughs> I'm sure. And I, I was 17 kilometers from home at the bottom of Pendle Hill. And I had to get off my bike. And I thought, you know, <laughs> what am I going to do? I've got to, these silly cycling shoes. I can't walk home. So yeah. I had to cycle home. But I felt absolutely dreadful for th- four or five days after that just really low washed out felt i was useless at any sort of sport you know so it really had a massive effect yeah I, which I'm, i still remember to this day yeah obviously and <laughs> it's the thing that actually it's the thing that makes me a little bit nervous about doing the 55k the longer one it's not so much about the event but actually mm. i've noticed that sometimes the longer training events have a have a you know that kind of few days hangover you almost get from them where and that where mm. your mood drops you actually yeah, you can drop yeah the, which is the bit I, I don't mind being tired but feeling low is a really miserable exchange mm-hmm. um so i'll see how that goes but i'm i haven't had that in training for months or even the last year or two in terms of the longer runs i've done so um, it might not be too bad but it's definitely something to be care- that kind of overtraining or under resting thing you've got to be really careful yeah mm. i suppose that's always the thing about overtraining isn't it? it's not so much that people overtrain it's that you you under rest yeah it, give it is very it does creep up on you and it's e- easy to put it down to something else like oh maybe i'm a bit ill or uh, <laughs> yeah i've got a bug yeah did this conversation start <laughs> <laughs> i think that's right i kind of i'm so i'm just going to take it out a bit careful one of the things i think as well even if we're not you know kind of elite athletes doing 10 15 20 hours of training a week or whatever it is there's lots of other things other things going on in your life as well and sometimes 
you know people have got you know people might have small kids and they don't get as much sleep or there's work mm-hmm. stress and your computer doesn't work john so you yeah. kind of you, <laughs> and it loses documents and i think there's a kind of a cumulative stress thing that actually sometimes exercise helps that but if you're not careful and you start overtraining a little actually you can you can you can make it worse you just mm-hmm. th- those stress has got to be taken into consideration as well and sometimes you just need to do jack shit Mm. And it, it's it, it's that internal conversation of, you know, I'm being really lazy. I yeah, should be yeah. getting out when actually it's just you should be resting. Yeah, it's really tough. And it's like yesterday. I was like, I could have done with the rest. But actually, the little run yesterday did me a bit of good just going. And I was chatting to Jeff McCarthy, who has the run, eat, repeat um yes. blog. and i was chatting to him earlier today it's a really good chat and we were talking about chronic illness and it's going to be on the podcast quite soon and running with chronic illness and sometimes you just got to know when not to do it mm. and when to and if you do go out you just go like super slow mm. and just you know don't try to hit it hard at all and i did that yesterday i just thought right whatever i do i'm just gonna i'm gonna put my running kit on but if i have to walk a walk and i'll just jog it out yeah um, and actually it's one of those where i think it helped me rather than made things worse but I think you have to accept that sometimes you've got to stop and go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's perfectly cool. What do you feel now about events? Because I know you, you've sort of been slightly negative about it. Yeah, no, I was really, I, well, it was, it was, it was, it did all the right things for me in that it was a kind of a social, it was very much a social occasion. So it was just a really good day out. I actually mm. really enjoyed it yeah. um, in that regard. And you can yeah. get a bit focused on, oh, what, you know, how tired am I or fatigued or other things in terms of, and there was a bit of a, there was obviously a physical challenge in the middle of running the race, but actually the best elements of the day were, you know, spending time with yourself, meeting Scott, Alex, playing cards in the van. That was hot really, chocolate. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. It was fun. Yeah. So that, and I, that is the kind of, that's probably the way to do things. I think for me yeah. when it comes to yeah. events, Yeah. Um, which is probably not the case from a 55 K. I haven't, I'm just, I've just signed up for that myself at the moment. Yeah, I was looking at that 50k. There is a 24k as well on the same day, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't so, looked actually. Yeah, but I'm um, I'm cycling, so yeah, that time, so I can't, I can't do the training for it. No, no. Mm. Um, I'm gosh, I, I was just I, I haven't quite gripped myself for looking at the calendar yet to see how far away it is, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually that far. No. I mean, it's probably it, it, it must be only 12 weeks, I think just the right length of time for a training program it is just a block isn't it of you know <laughs> a, a program block of training i do need to at this point go right i better have a plan for doing some slightly i think my plan mostly is because it's time on your feet it's just about you know i'm gonna have some nice days in the hill actually like do some walks be a sort of yeah. semi run walks go out walking for a few hours and i'll have to get up in the middle of the night and stuff <laughs> practically uh, in early in the morning to fit that into my working day mm. then go out early but what I might do as well is combine it with a few things like go out in the evening and bivy overnight on a hill. Yeah. Um, you know, so actually that doesn't cut into your family life very much and you get a whole micro adventure sort of thrown in as well. Um, so I think I need to plan a bit like that. But um, mm. it's summer's coming around here, though. You know, obviously evenings are lengthening. Okay, cool. So your next event is you're cycling, aren't you? Yeah. The Caledonian okay. ETAP. Okay, so that's not until May. May 19th or something, isn't it? Yeah. So I've got plenty of time to train up for that. I've got a couple of, we're doing um, the Bay Cycle, which is going to be a two-day cycle from Lancaster up to uh, Barrow. And we're also going cycling in Sicily for a week. So some really nice things to look forward to. The the Bay one might not be so nice if the weather's like it was, but uh, (laughs) I've got high hopes. I think the thing that frightens me about that bay one is that you're going you're going pretty much from um, east to west as well, aren't you? I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which it could be. Which could be pretty, that could, that could be painful. 
I think the thing is just to, the opposite of not going. Well, I think the thing is just put your wife in front and sit in her slips. <laughs> okay. I, think that's, I actually think that's how it's going to work. <laughs> sit in a slipstream. Uh, just ride on her wheel for a couple of days. Yeah. It's been no problem. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Thanks, John. Lovely. We'll speak right. soon. Thank you. Okay, well, thanks for listening. You can find the full show notes at www.blokeology.io. You can also sign up for the newsletter, the Journal of Blokeology at www.blokeology.io forward slash journal. Sign up and I'll make sure that I send you the Healthy Bloke Action Plan. It would be enormously helpful if you've enjoyed the show, if you've got anything out of it, if you could pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review or just leave a rating that would be incredibly helpful and any feedback is very welcome and so you can leave comments send email or make contact via twitter facebook and the usual social media channels all of which can be found at blokeology.io thanks again thanks